Views expressed by program hosts and guests are their own, and their appearance on the program does not imply an endorsement of them or any entity they represent. This program is for entertainment purposes and is not for the purpose of, nor should be construed as, providing financial, tax, accounting, or legal advice. Stakepool operator and co-host of The Cardano Effect, Philippe, joins us for his very first interview on Your Cardano Update. Hello and welcome to the show. Today is Tuesday, September 8th, 2020. I'm James Keeper with the United States of Cardano. There's kind of this thing that happens to a lot of Cardano fans. Uh, they see Charles's whiteboard video, they fall in love with the project, they start to accumulate uh, Cardano stack sats, but it's not really Satoshis, you'd really be stacking Lovelaces. And anyways, you eventually begin to hunt for decent YouTube producers. So you can learn more about this and just kind of keep tabs on what's going on in the Cardano ecosystem. Well, that's how it went down for me personally. And on the show today is the very first YouTuber I subscribed to to learn more about Cardano. We've had many discussions on Telegram and now here he's on the show. Philippe, welcome. James, how are you doing? Doing very well, very well. Very glad to have you on the show. Now, I'm just going to like spitball questions at you, and uh, you didn't even want to know what they were, and I love that. So this is going to be totally, totally fresh answers, unscripted, pretty excited. <laughs> First question, how long have you been in crypto? And knowing what you now know, what, if you could, would you tell to the pre-crypto you? Hmm, that's a great question. I've been in crypto. I started investing in early 2017. I would probably say the end of quarter one or beginning of quarter two, March, April, May, those kind of months. Um, and if I were to tell myself something, would be it would be be patient. Be patient. Don't chase anything. Really try to understand what you're investing in before you start investing. Um, so I was investing prior to Cardano existing on the mainnet. Cardano came out late 2017, so I got involved with a couple projects before then. And patience is a key. Um, but at the same time, the persistent nature of being involved in crypto and making sure that you don't give up, you don't quit, uh, you don't overallocate your funds is really what guarantees long-term success through all the um, the crests and valleys that crypto has to offer i'm still here three over three years later and i think i'm doing decently well so yeah, i would agree stick in there you're putting out great content uh, i love it okay where do you stand on the k parameter should it go up should it go down should it stay where it's at do you think that uh, adjusting this might help some of these smaller pools that are struggling to just even make blocks yeah that's a good question that's a good question um I had made a video on my YouTube channel, I don't know, a month or two ago. It might have been a, even a little bit longer. And I started the conversation early because I foresaw a problem um, with the entire Cardano ecosystem as far as staking. The K parameter and the A0 factor, they need to be changed. I mean, I, I think that K needs to be around 150 and A needs to be over 7. Um, I have an exact metric that I released in that video and just but, to just to clear up for our audience who may not know the k parameter has to do with how many uh pools how many stake pools are, are an optimal amount would you say that's a, a correct 
Correct. Yes. Okay. Yes. And yes. maybe you could explain the the A parameter. So the A zero factor coupled with the K basically determines how important pledge is for a stake pool. So if you have a higher A zero value coupled with a lower K, that means pools that pledge larger amounts of their pool so that owners pledge what you stick to your pool is going to make more of a difference. Right now, in order to provide a value-added service to your delegators, you need to have probably well over 6 million ADA pledged to your pool, and it only increases your ROS by 0.01% or one hundredth of a percent, which is nominal and it's pretty much negligible. So putting that amount of money for those returns is abysmal. And I think that they could have done this a little bit differently in the sense that if you really wanted to give these smaller pool operators a chance to thrive, this this idea of making the pledge more important than it actually is would have helped these smaller mm. pool operators. Because in the future, there's going to be a, uh, the ability to combine pledges from different owners and they could have formed coalitions and really really come out the great strong but now it's kind of like it's very oversaturated right now pledge doesn't matter so it's the biggest pools that are winning and the ones that were probably early to the game that were running their pools during the itn yeah so yeah so i'm curious are, are you all in on cardano or do you have any other coins that uh, you're a fan of i'm not all in on cardano am i portfolio is it's not i mean it was a lot more diversified months and months back but i have a few projects that i look at and uh um i i think it's important because my strategy is that when we hit that next bull run i pledged 150,000 to my pool 150,000 ada to my pool and when we hit that next bull run there there are going to be a lot of pool operators that are going to remove their pledge and affect the rewards for their delegators and people are going to be cashing out at the end of the day so my logic is i diversify and add a couple projects to my portfolio so when we hit that next bull run i can pull from those other projects without touching my principal in ada you by chance want to come off any of those projects Let's, not at the moment no. because i don't the way the crypto environment is you know everyone is very judgmental and at the end of the day i do have not a super large following, but I do have a lot of listeners on my YouTube channel, so I definitely don't want to give any sort of <laughs> advice or any sort of crypto project and people start throwing their money in and then all of a sudden they said they say, Philippe, you told me that this project was good. But I'm telling you that Cardano is good and Ada is good, so I'm I'm 100% confident in that. I think that uh, we can both agree we're definitely on the same page about that. Now, in the past, you've had some harsh words when it comes to single board computers like the Rock Pi. Well, now that we're in mainnet and seeing that there are many pools that are struggling and even shutting down because they can't get delegates and create blocks, I wonder if maybe your position on the single board computers has changed. I mean, they're very cheap to run. Um, just curious now that we've had yeah. a little bit of time, what, what your thoughts are? I mean, I think that's network parameters and the computing power to run a stake pool should have been higher to start off with. Um, but at the point, at the moment, it's most economical to run the cheapest model possible. So if you can run it on a rock pie or if you can run it using a VPS, that's the way to go. Um, doing a bare metal server is it's, it's overkill at this point especially with the returns that are promised to stake pool operators, it's really not even worth it to get these high-end computing solutions in order to run your stake pool. 
I mean, these things may change during Gogan because I've heard Charles say that the the requirements are going to increase. So you may need some more computing power in order to process smart contracts. But as far as just running a stake pool, the low-end solutions work just as well as the high-end solutions, and they provide a increased ROI for stake pool owners. So if there are stake pool owners that are not getting a lot of pledge out there and they want to stick it in the game, and they're running an expensive, they're they're using expensive expensive infrastructure. Maybe it's time to maybe um, like pipe it down a little bit and use some smaller solutions, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, it makes perfect sense. It'll be interesting to see, um, you know, maybe there will be uh, level one stake pools that can just run one layer and then um, like what we've got right now, and then maybe there's a second layer uh, stake pool that could uh, maybe use a more uh, powerful machine. It'll be interesting to see how this all like works out. Now, definitely. final question for you. The Cardano Foundation has taken some heat on YouTube over the last few days and, and Twitter. I'm, I'm curious where you stand on all this. Is there a management problem with the Cardano Foundation or is this just maybe growing pains? Um, you know, I watched Rick's video and I also looked at the live stream that Rick, uh, Kyle and Charles did the other day. I don't know everything that there is to know about the Cardano Foundation. It's been a very close foundation from the beginning. The Cardano effect is sponsored by the Cardano Foundation, but we're not we don't have that kind of relationship where I know what the inner workings of the Cardano Foundation are. It's just a sponsorship. But as far as the leadership problem, I I can't respond to that, but I know there is a transparency problem in the sense that someone shared a document with me for the other day. It was a it was a financial statement for Aon. So the Aon Foundation does a quarterly financial statement to show the community exactly what they're spending money on. And at this point in the game, I'm looking at the Google Docs that people are working on and the solutions that they're providing for the Cardano Foundation. And I think it's a hit and miss because if we do not know the financial standings of the Cardano Foundation, it's very hard to set a roadmap. Um, there are multiple categories that the foundation is working on, whether that be regulatory standards or increasing ADA adoption or in increasing ADA awareness. But how do we know what to allocate to which bucket if we don't know the money that's coming in and out? Uh, people want U.S. tax, the tax structure to change. And uh, maybe we need to put money towards that area or we need to uh, put more money into buying the support of lobbyists and congressmen and congresswomen. But what if we don't have enough money to allocate to maybe growing the community in another way? So I think that transparent financials are the first step in changing the Cardano Foundation, having some sort of quarterly reports. At the end of the day, this is a community, the community aspect of Cardano. So having the budget of what we spend for administration costs versus what we spend for uh, community costs for, versus what we spend for ambassador costs will go a long way and it will allow people to understand how to um, make sure that the Cardano Foundation is, is as sustainable as possible because we don't want to run them dry in the next year. We may have a lot of plans and ideas, but all those cost money. Mm -hmm. So if the money is not there, Cardano Foundation may not exist by the end of 2021. So do we want it to last three years? Do we want to last five years? Do we want it to be existing in perpetuity? 
Um, so all these questions could be answered if detailed financial statements were provided and then people could run cost analysis and figure out where they want to spend the money. Yeah, it's very interesting uh, having watched this story developed. I mean, at first it was about two people that had left. And um, when I did a little bit of digging about that, I come to find out that only two people left the Cardano Foundation this year, and they only lost two people last year. So over the past two years, they've, they've lost four people, but in the past three months have hired nine people. Um, and now it's kind of turned into this, here's a roadmap of what we want to see from uh, the Cardano Foundation. And I think there's a, you know, it looked pretty solid to me. I mean, these were some pretty basic, um, you know, good objectives. Um, and so it's, it's interesting how this has kind of evolved and uh, to have watched it. Um, yeah, so it's, I'm glad that we were able to get your take on it. Oh, definitely, definitely, definitely. I mean, we'll we'll see what what um, transpires from this. I know there's a lot of being, pressure being put. The Telegram chat is blowing up. Mm -hmm. So um, I know the uh, IOG is involved now, and there are some Emergo representatives in the Telegram chat. So it seems like change needs to come. I'm not exactly sure how to implement that change because once again, all the details are not out there. And uh, we don't know too much about the two employees that left. What were the reasons why they left? Were they fired where they just laid off I, I, no one knows for sure for certain and so, I, I don't know but i'm pretty sure that they are legally the cardano foundation wouldn't be able to talk about the details of that i mean if they're yeah. a regulated body even even not regulated financially but just um monitored i, I know like when uh, some of the places i've worked for human resources can only say yes they were hired or yes they were let go um, yeah. Anything more puts them at risk legally. But anyways, Philippe, we're very grateful for you to have come on the show. Uh, I'm pretty stoked to have had you and I hope to have you on again uh, soon. James, thank you for having me on your program. And I'm, I'm willing and I want to come back on again. So awesome. hopefully you can have me back on. Great. Yeah, it's, you can bet on it. Take care. Now it's time for the segment of all segments, the segment where we introduce you to a stake pool operator and talk about their pool. You know the segment I'm talking about. Get to know that SPO. Here with me today is Dan with Most Staking Pool, ticker M-O-S-T. Dan, really appreciate you being on the show today. Well, thanks for having me, James. So tell us a little bit about yourself and your pool. Okay, well, um, my name is Dan, and I've been in crypto for a couple of years now, and I um, have a background in IT and in sales, so uh, that's kind of... The, the way I'm approaching it. I started the pool uh, with the first uh, Epic 209, and, and we've been going ever since. What One of the things that I'm trying to do is build this from among net, um, people who are net new to crypto. So it's going to be a, a long uh, building process, but it's something that I'm definitely committed to, be, to doing. Yeah, we talked about this earlier. You uh, plan on doing some uh, tutorials and some kind of informational stuff, you know, targeted at the new uh, user of Cardano. Is that correct? Yes. So um, on my website, uh, mostaking.com, I talk a lot and I give instructions on where to buy crypto, how to buy crypto, um, how to store crypto. So I have some information on like hardware wallets best practices as far as uh, locking up your uh, your seed words and whatnot. And so I'm approaching it as 
people who may not necessarily know a lot about crypto, you know, how do I get started? You know, if, if someone buys a 20 or $30 worth of Bitcoin and, and learns how to put it into the wallet, they're going to continuously add to that, you know, get the crypto fever as many of us have already had. And so um, I think it's important, you know, if you look at the it, just not to look at the immediate Cardano family um, out there because there's a lot of sophisticated investors. And the way I look at it is, is, you know, if you, you have the ability to start a pool and know how to acquire Cardano, um, you're probably about 99% ahead of everyone else, you know. So it's an exercise in uh, education is what I'm, what I'm trying to do. Yes, well, I know there's a lot of people out there that uh, would really appreciate knowing more about Cardano from the new perspective. I know because I'm asked a lot and I always find it surprisingly challenging that I, I trip over my words and I, you know, really kind of struggle to um, to kind of explain it from a, a very basic perspective. But uh, so I really think there's a market for that kind of thing. And uh, I think you'll do well. Yes. Yeah. Well, we really appreciate you talk, taking the time today to talk to us. Please keep in touch. If there's anything we can do to help your pool out, don't hesitate to reach out. Oh, thank you very much, James. You appreciate welcome. it. Folks, that does it for our Tuesday show. We're going to try to keep a more regular release schedule of Tuesdays, Thursdays, and Saturdays. And of course, we'll still cover breaking news when news happens. Now, if you like today's video, you know what to do. And we'd also very much appreciate your subscription to our channel. Finally, we've got a really great stake pool that we'd just love to have you. United Stakes of Cardano, ticker USA01. I'm James Kiever, and that's your Cardano Update.